Hey, Patty. What, Heather? You have that weird look in your eye. I have a surprise for you. What is it? It's really cool, and I think you're going to love it. So are you, you ready to hear it? Yes. All right. You're listening to the Mother FN Podcast with Patty Crouch and Heather Dragulescu. Hey guys, this is Rachel Kennerly. I had seen your post on the Anchor FM Facebook page and decided to check out the podcast. Enjoyed the review of Instant Family, and I agree with your review of it. It was a pretty accurate portrayal of life as a foster slash adoptive parent. My husband and I adopted a young boy, and he's been in our home for about five years now. My sister-in-law has adopted two children now, she and her husband, and uh, it's cool to listen to other foster parents talk and adoptive parents talk and say the same things that we say to each other, but we would never tell anyone else because they don't really understand it and don't get it, and they would think we were terrible people, or at least we think they would. Anyway, keep up the great work. Oh my goodness, Rachel Kennerly. Hey, she actually has a podcast on Anchor as well called Cannabis Heals Me. Definitely check it out. I did. It's very interesting. Um, Patty, what did you think? Oh, cry count one already. <laughs> Rachel, you made her cry. That's so sweet. Wasn't it? I was so excited when I got that alert and I listened and I was like, oh. Oh, that's so wonderful. And it's so true. There's all these thoughts that we can only really say to, yeah, I'll be honest. Like, you know, that's you want to say these things and you only can say it to foster parents because they kind of get it. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, it was amazing. That's sweet. Yeah, it's amazing. I hope we continue with that, you know? I hope so too. So listeners out there, you heard Rachel do it. If you want to leave us a voice message on the Anchor app, we would love it. We'll probably play it. Um, and if you don't want to leave us a voice message, go ahead and email us at the mother podcast at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. Make me cry some more. <laughs> it's very, make me cry. <laughs> yes, that is the challenge I want. <laughs> mother Ether listeners. <laughs> make Never going to happen. Cry. All right. So Palm here. Springs. Yeah. Palm Springs just happened. My Palm Springs comedy festival. How did it go? It was a very nice weekend away from the kids. Okay. <laughs> That's where I'm at right now. Um, you know, it was the very first, the first annual. I love that they called it that. The oh, first, this is the first one. The very first one. Okay. So you're going to get all the learning hiccups in it. It was like, definitely learning hiccups for them, I think. And I guess it was supposed to be in September. But then what now is Hotel Zoso it used to be the Hard Rock Hotel. And the Hard Rock is like, we're changing. <laughs> like we're We're pulling out. So... It was this whole big crazy thing and they had to wait for the new management to come in for them to start the comedy festival. So Hard Rock closed. Uh, I would say transferred the hotel to somebody else. Like I wouldn't say closed because the hotel never stopped operating. So it was just- But it's no longer Hard Rock. I mean, none of the stuff's there, but it's very obviously still the Hard Rock. (laughs) Changed the name, but you're like, oh, those are- That will throw a wrench in your plane. How many comics were there? I think there were supposed to be like a hundred at least. And I was performing on the second day. They took the list and they just split everybody in half. So it was only a Saturday, Sunday. Yes. And so there's like 50 comics on Saturday and 50 on Sunday. And then you were in alphabetical order on that day. And then everybody's supposed to have five minutes. So you just got, you, you, that's how you figured out when you were going to go. You kind of counted five minutes per each comic. So I went to go that see. Sounds so weird. It was a little weird. So I counted down because the first comic I really wanted to see was a friend of ours, Howard Aronin. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, all right, 
where he is. I bet it's not going to start exactly on time, but to be there with enough time, 90 minutes. 90 minutes after it's supposed to start at two, we'll show up. That's a lot of A's. A's, B's, C's, D's, E's, F's, G's to get to him at the H. Oh, they didn't even do it by last name. They did it by first name. No, they did it by first name. <laughs> so well, I. You should have been on his day. No, they split up the, like, that's, they split up so there were some A's on each day and some B's on each day. And so they did, okay, so out of the hundred, they just went 50 50. Yes. And then out of those 50, they just did it alphabetical. Yes. Um, no breaks. It was like a six hour block. Who, I mean, even I love comedy, but couldn't watch six hours oh, of comedy. Know. Those poor judges, they sat there both days, six oh, hours. Same judges? Same judges, six hours, both days. Um, so this was also a contest because not all festivals, like the Burbank Comedy Festival isn't a contest. No, it this was just a series of really great shows. And they are, since they're more supportive learning comedy club, yeah. it's more, you know, teaches classes and yes. like things like that to help the comic. Itself. And there's a best of the fest, but there's no monetary prize. This one has a monetary prize, which I'm not kidding. It's fine. I bit it hard. Um, but we'll get to that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we went there and I got there with enough time and I see Howard and I'm like, hey, how close are you to going up? And he's like, they just started the letter C. I was like, what? D-E-F-H-G-H. Well, oh, I yeah. Can't, I, I can't do that. <laughs> That's still a lot of letters. Yeah, it was. That's all that matters. It's a lot of letters. It was I can't a do lot math of and letters. I can't do spelling. <laughs> and it turns out the host was like doing bits in between each comedian. Like when we got there, he did a lengthy two-minute story time about Shelly Duvall's daughter. I don't know who that is. No, not Shelly Duvall. I don't even know. The one who has lamb chop. Shelly Winters? Jelly something. Somebody tell me. Email me and let me lamb know. Lamb chop though. I know her. Yeah. So her daughter, that woman's daughter- she, it was a story about her. I don't really know what it was about. I was like, this seems very irrelevant. And then the comedians were getting up and this, they didn't give you the light in a very typical way. You know, usually the light is over to the side or to the back somewhere. You can kind of see it, like direct your face towards. Yeah. What they did is they flashed the stage lights. So everyone, including the audience people knew. Yeah. <laughs> you had yeah. another minute. Yeah. So they would flash the stage lights. But when you're up there, cause you have this. Other lights Use in your face. Use a flashlight. You, five dollars. Use a flashlight. What's even five? I feel like you go to the, the gas station. Well, you do need this flashlight to work for six hours straight. Yeah, use two your days. phone. Let's just be honest. You could just use your you iPhone. Use your phone. <laughs> um. So yeah, it was just it was very awkward and it was very like they weren't getting it that they, that their time was up. So you so had people. Tons of people went over. Oh, they were. There was a guy who did. I saw did seventeen minutes. Okay, you got to know at seventeen minutes that you're over. Like yeah. But Come I feel on. like some of them were like, you know, I've been waiting this long. <laughs> Just going to do it. So we found out later, they didn't even start building the stage until 30 minutes after the show was supposed to start. So they started off. Wait, a bit wait. Time out. Yes. So they weren't even ready for the show until 30 minutes. No. They didn't even start built. The chairs were in place. <laughs> but yeah, the, the stage was not. I mean, we'll have to give them some grace because if you... Couldn't really, couldn't do much until the management. Who knows when they yeah. got management call? Like, I mean, I don't, I don't fault it, but it was one of those things of like, this is not, uh, this is things you can learn from. This is a good learning experience. Yeah. Next year, maybe start building the stage 10 minutes after the show's supposed to start. <laughs> and maybe the, choose a different venue. I know. And so the poor sound guy was also doing the lights and he gave up like midway because people weren't respecting the flashing of the stage lights. So he just kind of stopped at a certain point, flashing the lights. And then all of the volunteers suddenly left at like 
six o'clock. You couldn't find a single one. And I think it's because they're like, well, our day's done. Because that was when it was supposed to end. And they were in the H's <laughs> at that point. And it was also things that were kind of like not. So the six hours yeah, ended up being eight? Or was it supposed to be like four hours and ended up being six? I, it was Regardless. supposed to be six hours. And I heard it ran to 11 that night. Um, was this just the first day or the second day? This is the first day. The second day, was it better? Yes. So the second day that I went, it started almost on time. The stage was already built. So we didn't have to worry about that. They were still flashing the lights. And then midway through one guy's set, it was so bad. They finally brought in a giant spotlight. So in the middle of the set, they just turned the light on. You can see the guy kind of stunned because this giant bright light hits his face. And I'm like, no, you really can't see when the stage is like flickering. But then they started to do this thing where if you went over, they just started lowering the stage lights and it would get darker and darker and darker <laughs> until you were in darkness. But it's in this room that still has like, even though there's tinting on the windows, there's still plenty of light coming in from the outside. So it's not truly dark. So you're like, this isn't really as effective as I would like it. That's really funny I though. I want to I want to do that at Flappers. <laughs> just because if we did it at Flappers, like everyone would be in the dark. And, <laughs> just like, and then you just my... see this person be like, I guess my time's up. I know. Gotta go. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, so it was a drag queen host on my day who was fabulous. Very funny. Very good. Uh, knew how to do just enough banter in between. But that stage felt very tiny. And Bobby's like, you didn't move. I'm like, I was scared. He's like, it seemed like plenty of space. I'm like, yeah, but when I was up there, it didn't seem like plenty of space. Like I couldn't see edge to edge of the stage with my eyes. Well, do you move at the YouFu room? I have, I move. I'm a mover. You I'm are a mover. mover. I take a breath. I walk to other stage. I start a new joke. Like I'm a mover. I'm not a big mover in general, but this stage. I can never it. do late night because I'm a mover. <laughs> That's the reason why I'll never do late night is because I'm a mover. Yeah, it's 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 a tough thing. It's one of those things where I want to move more and I tend to move up and down. I'm more like a vertical mover, like bend forward, Scrouch. stand up. Oh, you do like, do that. Like arms out. Yeah. Uh, I'll squat down. I'm not a side to side mover. I'm a little bit of both. That's, it's better. I think you should be bigger. I, I have to work on moving on stage. Well, not on that stage because you were scared no, of it. I was terrified. I mean, you probably saw it being made in haste yeah. <laughs> the day no, before. Like, uh, and then uh, it just, my stuff didn't quite, I had some jokes that I now know are definitely solid because um, they hit once again. But the mom stuff just didn't quite go over with the millennial audience and stuff. And it was fine. I was there and I saw this comedian, Morgan Jay, who's actually going to be in my comedy a la carte show in March. And he's a guitarist comedian. Ooh, is he good though? Oh, he's so good. Because that's a hit or miss. It is, but he is, he does musical crowd work and it is the most incredible thing you've my ever seen. My jar is dropped. I just realized Your that jar was, is dropped? My <laughs> Your jaw <laughs> is dropped. It's that's so good. See, I, I, this is where I wish I was musically inclined. I am not. I play my radio out of tune. Like, that's how bad I am. In moments like this, I'm like, mm, maybe I should pick up the guitar. And Chris right now is probably crunching, going, no, no, you shouldn't. <laughs> you don't do that. It, it, it was just, he was incredible. And I heard he won Ventura Comedy Festival. Probably very well deserved. I kind of hope he wins this one from everyone I saw, including the people I love and adore. Because it was a, he was on the first day. It was really long. He was going on about the time that everybody was supposed to be ending and rapping. And he brought that audience back so fast. Yeah. Such huge laughs. That's, Everybody on board. And I, I was think like, that's my goal. Yeah. I think that's my goal. Like not the Netflix special and not anything else, but it's like regardless of the crowd, regardless of what happens, if I can be that comic yeah. that brings it back, that is funny regardless of who you are. Yeah. That's who I want to be. It's pretty incredible. So I was, I was highly impressed with him again. 
and I highly recommend checking out. He has an album on Apple, iTunes, Morgan J. It's explicit. So you may not want to listen with the kids, but <laughs> he's fantastic. So there's my, he didn't ask me to promote him. What's his name again? Morgan J. And uh, I'm not being paid. I'm just telling you, this is a huge talent out there that people need to check out because he's going to be big and you want to know that you heard it first. And he's here in LA. He is here in LA. So if you get a chance, to, he travels too. He's a big traveling college circuit well, he's guy. He's probably a real oh, college yeah, he's kind of youngish. Maybe he's early 30s. But his How stuff long has he for, been doing it? I don't know. I want to talk to him a little bit more. Bobby talked to him more at this comedy festival than I did. Um, but I'm definitely going to like corner him at some point and be like, I want to have a conversation. I can't wait to see him. Check him out. You've got to. Okay. Yeah, it was great. All right. So that was the big comedy thing I did. And then I did a little bit more stuff after that. I did a show that I got booked two days before at Flappers. And it turned out I was co-emceeing. Did you ever figure out what that was about? Uh, no. <laughs> so I ended up running the sounds and the lights and the video. And so now you know how to do that, huh? I do. So I'm 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 good there. And then I was just telling Chris that I probably need to take that class just so I can be a substitute host. Honestly, but, it's not that hard to do the sound and lightboard. I know, but that's the reason why I think I should take the class because then they can be like, oh yeah, Patty's been trained on it, and oh, then gotcha. it'll be like, oh. Renee's not here on Sunday. Let's get Patty to substitute. For, oh, gotcha. You know, yeah, I would like to be a sub host is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it, it was fine. Uh, probably could have been smoother, but everybody got recorded. So that's just so weird yeah, that they didn't hard. have and they didn't. They didn't tell you me the booking sheet. And the, yeah. the booking sheet didn't say MC. No, not at all. Because sometimes, you know, I, I, I just assume I have five minutes and I just assume like I probably should check now. Like yeah. maybe I get 10 minutes. Yeah, you never know. It's a big surprise. <laughs> um, and then the other fun part was recently two days ago i got booked for a ladies night show at this bar and grill and that was interesting um just definitely a rough crowd again i know which jokes of mine are solid because they hit once again i did crowd work i actually did crowd work can you believe really? that uh it was a little shaky <laughs> but i did it <laughs> so because it was one of those this isn't going to matter kind of things yeah the show um so i'm going to try and it didn't go bad didn't go great but it didn't go bad hey so, it's all that matters you know, not go bad exactly so, um, but I think most comedians would be like, if it was bad, you learned from it, you bomb. Yeah. Well, I learned from this too. At least I can say that. But that's all the comedy I've been doing recently with the Thanksgiving. Okay, I'm holidays. jealous because you've been doing way more than I have. Oh, like way to, more. You didn't do anything because you just I haven't went to done Texas. anything in two weeks. Oh no, I haven't ran through my material. I haven't written anything. I haven't done anything for two reasons. One, I've been in survival mode with the kids because we did travel, and then it was the holidays, and then it was our birthday, and now we have company in town. So like. I'm in survival mode of trying to keep oh, the kids yeah. regulated. And B, when I have five minutes to myself, I'm emotionally done. So it's like I can't pull anything out. And I also realize I need to get over the idea that when I sit down to write and the kids are around, I then get mad at them for interrupting me because I want to do this and I don't want to do that. Like I want to be mm -hmm. a comic. I don't want to be a parent. Yeah. So then when they interrupt me going, mom, can I have something? I'm like, why can't you be independent? Why do I have, why did I have kids? Yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. And yeah. I don't like that. And so already being on edge with the girls being on edge, I knew I couldn't put myself in that emotional space. Gotcha. So even the moments where I thought, oh, okay, I could I could have 20 minutes to sit down and listen to something or write something or read something, I didn't want to because I didn't want to start resenting them because we we're already all on edge. Gotcha. I got to figure out how to not be on edge with that. So I got to learn about that. Did you? I did, did nothing, and I miss <laughs> really? it. Really, I miss it. Did you have any moments where you're like, "That would make a good bit of stuff that happened while you were traveling"? Yes, 
So you, you did something. Don't feel bad about um, yourself. You did something. But there were more like quirk stuff that I'm like, oh, I don't know if that's a joke or if that's just a quirky mom thing. Like the girls when we were on our plane, they kept counting down <laughs> the plane. Anyways. Until it crashed. And everybody's like, who are these creepy twins? <laughs> well, we'll talk about this in another episode. But it was pretty funny. And they were like, we're going to die. Oh, I'm no. like, don't want to yell that too loud. <laughs> and then the second time, because... We our plane was delayed, and we ended up being on the same plane, and we went up and down three times. Oh my gosh! Which I guess is better than getting off the plane and reloading on the plane. Yeah, but it was a lot of up and down, and new people being hurdled on, and other people hurdling off, mm-hmm. and then new people being hurdled on. Like it was just, it was a lot. So they would count down the thing, and they were. It was funny because they were just off. So they'd be like, <laughs> five, four, three, two. Okay, start again. Five, four, and I did it for like five minutes. Oh no! But everyone around us was just chuckling and laughing because, and then the time that we actually took off, they were totally off. They're like, three, two, one, blast off!" <laughs> so it was more like moments like that. Like I don't think I actually wrote a joke or anything. I just think I had moments of like, "Oh, that's cute and funny," yeah. but not like joke worthy. So yeah, I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything comedy related, and I missed it. Well, I didn't do anything over Thanksgiving per se. Two weeks. Two, two weeks of no comedy. Yeah. I mean, I just, I just happen to have these surprise bookings. Yeah, I'm doing a show December 29th at 10 p.m. And there's a show in the YooHoo room at 7.30 that has, like, nobody on it. And I was like, hey, can I just do that show too? Like, just let me know. So they sent me a booking notice, and I thought it was like, yes, you can do that show too. And it was more like, you can do a show in two days where you're a co MC. And I was like, oh, okay. But it didn't even say you were a co MC in the thing. Like, no. someone must have not shown up, and then they just – knew that you would do it. No. It was interesting. That's what uh, I'm going to say. I'm going to say that someone didn't show up and versus telling you, because why would you communicate yeah. with somebody? They just knew you could do it because they know you. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, just put Heather there. She can do it. I hope so. I hope that was their faith in me. Which is Maybe close. you'll get some other ones. Like, oh, Heather did it. I already co-emceed one of your shows. <laughs> we'll see. Well, I did send them back and I said, hey, I co-emceed and now I'm going to co-emcee with you while PJ's out at the Flappers University open mic. Yeah, that's going to be fun. So we're going to take over. Mother effing. That's going to be my first ba- time back. Oh, yeah. It's going to be the mother effing open mic. Yes. We're going to take over. We're going to change the name for it. Welcome to and PJ's going to fire F- both of us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's going to be great. Probably. Um, uh, for, yeah. one, for a moment, PJ thought both of us were fired. Really? Well, yeah, because usually they send the booking agreements like two weeks in advance. They send oh. them by twos. Yeah. And they usually have them a little bit in advance. And then we didn't get, get one for the next couple ones. And oh. I was like, maybe they just canceled the mic. And then we couldn't <laughs> find it on their website. And they're like, they didn't even tell us. We got fired. That wouldn't surprise me, though. <laughs> Did I get fired? No, that, like, they would just suddenly cancel the mic and not tell anybody. Be like, oh, yeah, it's not happening anymore. So um, I, I missed it. I did. I wished I went to Vegas after Thanksgiving. So on Thanksgiving Day, I didn't want to cook. So we went to Universal Studios. Yeah, was instead. it busy? It got busy by about hour 11. Because I have a bone to pick. Hour 11. Too. 11 a.m. <laughs> hour 11. I have a bone to pick with you. Why? Because I went to that website. Yes. Tour parks. Touring plans or how Touring crowded plans. is it? I gave you two. Oh, you gave me one. I gave you two. You gave me one. You should check your text. I gave you two. I will check. Okay. You gave me one. Mm-hmm. I looked at it and it said it was going to be a four out of ten. Mm-hmm. It was not. No, four out of ten at all. It was packed. It was packed. That's why you check the other one too. Well, if someone would have given it to me, <laughs> I did. I'm going to tell you. We're going to look at the text. You're wrong. So was it busy? It was very busy, but we were expecting to be busy. But we went in. It was easy to buy the passes. You know, we upgraded my daughter. My daughter was gifted a nine month pass, so we upgraded her to the silver pass for a year. And it's nice because we always go June 1st. That's their adoption day to Universal. So 
it's open on their calendar. <laughs> good. So we're good to go. And we ate at the Three Broomsticks. They have this feast I'm, meal, which I don't even know what to tell you. I'm just going to keep my thoughts to myself. Listen, go ahead. we're not. Go ahead. This isn't the last episode yet. I know. I don't hate There's Harry Potter. So many thoughts right now. I don't but, hate. Okay, so you had the feast at the Three Broomsticks. Okay. I myself haven't visited and need to visit. Who likes Harry Potter? I like. I keep tolerate going. Harry Potter. Um, <laughs> we're not talking about it. We're not talking about so it. So the feast is like $65 and it says it feeds four people. I guarantee you, if your kids are anything like, and Bella eats a lot and Tony does too. They're growing kids. Anna eats. Eh. So that four person thing easily could feed five people. Easy. It will feed your family. No problem. And I was stupid and I bought like one other side plate, their holiday special plate. So I could have turkey and cranberry sauce. Nobody else cares about this but me. <laughs> But it was so much food. And Universal will not give you like to-go boxes. You don't get those. But they understand. So this is the management's decision. But the people who work there are like, look, we get it. So they're like, what you do is you go to that gift store, ask them for a bag. And they give you a clear plastic bag, an extra bag, right? And then she's like, I'll bring you a bunch of foil and some plates. So we basically like foiled shut these paper plates with all the extra food and put it in the plastic bag. And then they had butterbeer like creme pots, which were in these expensive little glass containers, which I think you're supposed to leave behind. But it was so sweet, the butterbeer, we couldn't finish it. I'm like, I'm not leaving this. I'm taking these creme pots. <laughs> Didn't say you had to leave them behind. So I wasn't technically stealing because I don't know. But I was like, I'm taking these. I spent $8 on these creme pots. I don't even know what a creme pot is. It's like a pudding. It's like a butterbeer pudding. It's too sweet. You will smell it and get a headache. <laughs> it was like so it was so sweet that like Bobby and I got like two bites in oh, and we were like creme brulee pot not creme brulee no it's like a pudding I know but the pots I'm not like they're oh, little, yeah, like little ceramic pot. pots that you'd make yeah. individual creme brulees in yeah but it's I'm trying to think lit. of what I'm trying oh. to visualize but I'm like creme pots what the hell are creme it's pots just, it's too here's my problem with most theme park food it's overpriced and un- overpriced and either oversalted or over sugared. Like it's really so it's the complete opposite of hospital food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think most people want to eat in hospitals anyways. But yeah, it's so sweet and it's so salty. And it's, I have a really hard time at most theme parks finding stuff I actually enjoy eating because it's, it's kind of gross. Like it kind of tastes gross. Like you're like, I will spend six dollars on your overpriced uh, pineapple spear because I know you didn't put anything on it. That's why I have very specific places I'll eat at Disneyland. Like I go to Bengal barbecue and I always get Wait, the no, no, no. bacon wrapped asparagus. Mm, that sounds good. It is good. It's very good. I got the girls the first turkey leg. Ooh, never very salty. Very salty. And it's huge. It's huge. So Zandy has this nose that just can smell good food and like meat and stuff. <laughs> She's like, mom, something smells good around here. And I was like, okay, after the ride, then we'll find it. Your nose can lead us to what you yeah. want. She was like a turkey leg. I was like, perfect. This is going to be protein. It'll be great. So I got one. They were sharing it. Five minutes in, they're like, we're done. And I was like, you barely even did it. So of course, I'm not going to waste it. Once again, they don't have like bags or anything. Yeah. So I like put it between two cups and like yeah. made it work. And every single time they're hungry, I'm like, do you want a turkey leg? I got a turkey leg. <laughs> I got a turkey leg. We, it was huge. We did that once in a lifetime trip to Walt Disney World. And they put us on the food dining plan. And Bella was 10 and Tony was nine. And they had to be on the adult dining plan. Oh, they, yeah. I'm not even kidding. We took lunch boxes and Tupperware into the parks with us. I'm like, because I knew they didn't have to go boxes either. I'm like, you are taking this with you. You are not, we are not wasting this food. You are going to get $14 hungry. for that damn turkey leg. Yeah. And yeah. I'm pretty sure 
It's still in my fridge because Chris probably is like, what the hell is this two cups? Like, he's not going to inquire <laughs> oh, about it. So I'm pretty sure Lobo is going to have a $14 turkey leg in well, a couple days. Merry Christmas, Lobo. Early Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Lobo. He doesn't know, so it's okay. Yeah, it just, it was crazy. So I, I did enjoy it. It was fun. The kids had a great time. It was a way for me to not think about, you know, missing my traditions on Thanksgiving. I just didn't want to do it this year, though. And then we went to my parents, had dessert. It was fine. Got home early because we got at, we got up at five the next day and then drove to Vegas. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to teach my kids a little bit more endurance for travel um, because we're going to I want to do a trip to like the deep south <laughs> this mm-hmm. summer and go Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana, Arkansas, Tennessee. And drive? And dr- well, fly into Alabama and fly out of Tennessee, but drive from state to state. But okay. I don't want to stop. And most of the places that we want to go are three to a four hour drive. Oh, the girls can do that easy. Well, mine kind of need it. Like, they're always like, I have to go to the bathroom. I'm like, no. So, oh, no, we have to go to the bathroom, but we go to the, they are like the pop and squat queens. Oh, see, my kids can't pop, my, they can't squat at all. They pee all over themselves. Oh, no. It's the worst. I, it's the best. Like, Zandy, she was in full snow getup. Oh, my gosh. And she took it off and made yellow snow. That's like, amazing. She's, it's her, it's her gifting. I, she won't be able to read, <laughs> but she'll be able to pop and squat. That's yeah, they uh, we drove them and we did manage to make it uh, four hours to Vegas, one tank of gas, which was great. So that's good. we're pretty happy, pretty happy about that. And then we were in Vegas and I saw my in-laws and then we saw Instant Family again. I had to take Bobby to go see it. Okay, so in the review, you yeah. were like, we're going to intentionally going to sit next to Bella and you were going to touch her hand. Yeah, stupid movie theater, uh, reserve seats, and these other stupid people who came to see the movie like one guy took up a middle seat. So there was five on either side. So I couldn't do six because my mother-in-law was coming. Mm. So we had to split it three and three. And both of the girls were like, we want to sit next to our grandmother. So I didn't get to sit next to Bella at all. Uh, so Bobby and I sat next to Tony. Tony started bawling at the end of that film. Spoiler, spoilers. Why haven't you seen this film yet? He, he didn't ball at 12 minutes and 38 seconds? No. <laughs> Did anyone ball um, I think Be- Bella said she was crying throughout the whole film. But I'll get to Bella's reaction because it's kind of interesting. So Tony totally related to the son of the film. He's like, it was like me. I got hit in the face with a ball once and my nose bled. (laughs) (laughs) Totally top to bottom. And he was crying loud when they thought that the birth mom was coming to take him away. Like sobbing openly in the theater. My mother-in-law after the theater. Like when they, wait, hold on. When they visited? Yeah. Once that point starts, he starts crying and like up to the court where they're like, she's like, yes, I can take care of him. And when like they're leaving the house, like he just cried for a good five minutes. Like it was just tears. Poor baby. Right. And he got a bloody nose. He started crying so hard, just like the boy in the movie. (laughs) I know. Um, Anna said she only cried when she thought the, the kids were being taken away. So that was really upsetting for her because the the birth mom, she's like, I don't think the birth mom should have got them. So that was another interesting kind of thing. But she related to the little girl. My mother-in-law saw it and was just streaming tears, even though the credits were over still. She's like, it was like watching your life on the screen. Bobby even teared up and cried. Still didn't cry. Um, Me, champion, (laughs) non-crier. But even Bobby teared up and got like a weepy. But he said it was the most eerie thing he had seen. He's like, it felt like we were being filmed and nobody told us because he's like, it was so, he's like, Heather, there were things that I swear we, we said to each other. There were moments that were identical to what our life was. And he goes, I don't even know if the film was good because it was so real. He's like, I can't step back and go, was this a well-written film? Was it well-crafted? He goes, because it was so, 
he's like, I'm so emotionally drawn to this film. So it was because yeah. if it wasn't well written or yeah. crafted, he would have noticed that it wasn't wasn't there. So it's just it was yeah. because of the realism. So yeah, he he was he really likes it. And he's like, yeah, we're totally gonna buy it on Blu-ray. And I'm like, I know it's gonna be great. We're gonna buy it because I want to support Sean Anders yeah. and everyone. But I don't totally. know. I, don't, I go back and forth if I can see it again. It it's definitely not something I'm gonna be watching all the time. But I'm gonna. Buy I it. haven't seen Schindler's List. Even though it's an amazing movie, because mm. I don't want to, I don't want to be here's, sad. I have another thing again. Schindler's List isn't that great of a movie. Oh my goodness. Okay, and I know that's a very. I don't um, know. I can't. I can't argue this fact. Like Jurassic Park, we can argue. The uh, other ones, we can't because yeah. I've never seen it. Because let's think about it. I'm just saying there's better Holocaust films. <laughs> okay, so what I'm saying is I've never been in a spot where I want to be sad. Yeah, I'm not. I don't yeah, plan I my don't. cries, so <laughs> therefore, I don't need a release. Like, if yeah. I plan my cries, I'm like, okay, let me watch this sad movie so I can cry. Yeah. But that's not one of the ones I want. I don't want to, I don't. I will tell you, I, I just saw Schindler's List for the first time this year. I need to for see. that exact reason, because I, uh, side note, I'm a little obsessed with World War II and the Holocaust. Not in a good way, like in a, I never want this to happen again way. So I'm doing all this research to read just how atrocious it was. But I never really wanted to see Schindler's List. Even though I've been to like Museum of Tolerance a bunch and I've been to, you know, a lot of Jewish memorials and I'm, I'm fascinated by the subject and how just devastating it was. But I saw Schindler's List and I was like, ooh. Okay, then you had the case of higher expectations. Yeah, because but you know it what? Was, because that's, that happens. That happens when people talk about it way too much. Yeah. And your expectations is far greater than the, the natural expectation you should have. And therefore, it doesn't meet it because you over-expectate it. I, I have a Is that very, a word? Over-expectate. I don't think so. I think it is now. You over-expectate it. <laughs> I also have a semi-unpopular opinion. I don't think Steven Spielberg's a very good director. Yeah, I wish Holly was here. Um, I actually think he's a good TV director, as a lot of people say. But I don't think he's a good director. And I feel that film was very plotting. Like I just, you can feel it's a Steven Spielberg I've never film. seen it, so I can't. But I like um, Steven Spielberg, I think. You I, think? Well, I get people confused. <laughs> so if I think it's the person who I think it is, then I think I like him. Gotcha. But yeah, we saw the film. And so Bella cried, she said, through the whole thing. But here's what's interesting. She said she did not relate to Lizzie at all. Which means she totally related way related. too much and doesn't want to admit it. <laughs> you know what Bobby said? But he's like, Bella says she didn't relate to Lizzie. I said, oh, really? Why? And he's like, well, probably because Lizzie was smart. It's <laughs> <was> like, oh, <laughs> Stop. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's. Uh, it's like, you know, you hate the things that are in other people that are really in you. I'm I think she doesn't thing. realize it. Yeah. It's like I she think... probably related so much that she can't yeah. see herself in it because she doesn't want to. If, it requires if, vulnerability. If I were to put myself in her position, it was watching what she's been dreaming of, like, her mom being clean and reuniting and taking them back and watching it fail is like yeah. her biggest dream and worst nightmare all and at she once. She saw that. Played it out. Played out. Um, yeah. So um, she cried a lot. She became very sweet afterwards. Like it definitely affected her. And she's been really sweet generally overall. And even Bobby's like, ever since you saw that film, you've been a much calmer parent. It really was inspiring. I was listening. I wasn't listening. I was reading some posts about it and on a a, a Facebook forum I'm on and people were saying that some of their older kids like the teenagers yeah. and ones that were 25 you know our adoptees that are yeah. older were realizing like I was so into myself mm -hmm. and doing my own trauma that I didn't realize what it felt like for you yeah and then oh gosh I'm gonna cry again <laughs> and then um just realizing like 
but thank you for like loving me through that. And I hope the girls never, and especially Jackson, I hope they never realize that I yeah. feel like my life is hard. I hope they just think that I love them unconditionally. That's it. You're a good mom because I want my kids to know every day how hard it is and how <laughs> miserable they're making my I life. Know. And I, I feel like I shame them into that sometimes, but like it would be really crappy if Jackson one, once realizes like, you didn't want to keep me. <laughs> like, it's like, no, but I don't yes, think Jackson's ever no. going to have that realization. I don't think so either. Um, Yay for brain damage. <laughs> but I mean, it's, it is one of those things where I look and like, I think about the fact that Anna yesterday had this huge meltdown tantrum, biggest one that we've had in a long time. And it's because her friend called her poor because she didn't come to school with a Frappuccino. And I went off on Anna. I was like, what's wrong with being poor? Nothing wrong with being poor. And I said, and first of all, you're not poor. Have you seen how we live? Last night, you got to go out to eat. You went out for ice cream. That's not what poor people do, okay? That's not living check yeah. to check. You're fine. See, I would have gone the, yeah. well, the Bill Cosby route and been like, <laughs> you are poor. I'm the one who's rich. Oh, that's true. <laughs> but then I can't really do that because actually I think the girls have made more money than me <laughs> acting than I have with comedy, so... I won't be able to say that for long. And so she was really frustrated because I would not give her that Frappuccino because she felt bad. And I was like, I'm not getting you a Frappuccino. Cry all you want. That's different. But it's, it is and it isn't. It's just, it's one of those things where they need to know. I'm not, you're, you're making me very unhappy. <laughs> and I told, like no, Bella, I, I caught uh, watching YouTube videos she wasn't supposed to watch and she claimed she was doing her homework. And I was very calm. Usually I would blow up about I know, this. I was proud of you. I was very calm. And I just, I, I hit her hard by going, I'm very disappointed in you because I thought you were changing and you were trying to be better. Yeah. And she was like, I, <laughs> she couldn't say I'm sorry, but you know, but I, I want my kids to know that they make my life really unhappy. Like I want to tell them, I'm, I'm sad that you couldn't hold up your promise. I'm disappointed. They should know. I don't know. And then I feel like their lives are going to suck like mine do. Because <laughs> <laughs> we, we traveled yeah. and the traveling was great. We traveled before Thanksgiving and then we came back for Thanksgiving. And so it sounded like you and the girls had a great time, though. We did. Traveling. Traveling was great. I mean, I was actually impressed with how much they held their own. They did well. We had good times. They separated from each other. There was moments here and there. But for the most part, we they rocked it. I mean, they did really well. And that sounds great, though. Uh, you haven't told me a lot how Jackson and Chris did at home they did great did they yeah oh good they had their moments and they would cuddle and jackson Aww. would be like dada come sit and so they would sit and they would watch octonauts because he's into octonauts which i'm okay with because yeah. octonauts i always learn some really fascinating things about animals <laughs> so i'm like oh the elephant seal <laughs> anyways that's one of the ones that's not stupid and no, illogical although okay there is illogical points to it because there's an otter who has to wear a helmet Underwater. To well, breathe, I mean, and I'm just like, otters nah. still breathe oxygen. So I know, but there's just it's there's, a mammal. There's some like weird. It's not like a the, shark wearing a helmet know. underwater. Yeah, there's the helmet things just bug me a little bit because sometimes <laughs> they wear them. It's like there's incontinuity with it. Anyways, okay, now we're getting on to octonauts. Coming back as a family sucked balls. Oh no, what happened? I don't know if it was a little bit of the girls holding it together so much that when they finally felt comfortable, they let it all out. Oof. The whole long distance makes your heart grow founder because you think of the good and then you get back and you realize everyone's shitty. <laughs> Jackson, 
he's calmer when he's not around the girls because there's not as much stimuli. He's not as exciting. So then he doesn't need that extrasensory input and he can handle himself. He doesn't throw nearly as many tantrums because Aww. he's not on edge. Like, yeah, he almost needs to be an only child, but yeah. he has twin sisters. Yeah. And then Chris and the girls missed it. They missed each other so much that they hated each other coming back. Oh, it was just like we did not assimilate well. And then Chris was just a jerk because he was not happy with the way the girls were acting. And then he wasn't happy with the way he was acting. And I was like pissed off at everyone. Yeah. Because uh. <laughs> I was like this, like it it did not work. And my friend was in town. So I felt bad for her because she was, she's amazing and loves us unconditionally. And she's, she's like the, her friend fosters in Texas, who's a single parent. Mm. So she got her license just so she could have the kid over whenever she can. And have, like, you know, she, she's awesome. like involved. So she knows foster care and she's yeah. known our story and all this stuff. So she totally no judgment. But there was moments when Chris is calling the kids assholes. <laughs> and she's just like, I'm going to go read on the porch. Let you guys have your family crappiness. Like, <laughs> it was just, and I apologized to her. She's like, no, I get it. I should, I don't even know. Like, I can't, I don't even know what to do. Like, this is just hard. Like everyone was just, we did not assimilate well. We did not. Wow. So you got to work on that part. Yeah. Like, and I, I asked some of my friends, like, what do I do? And I think I had too much. I didn't realize coming back was just as hard as leaving. Yeah. Like, our, like it was just like, a, it's always been continuously. Mm -hmm. And now it's different. Well, it's, I don't know. it's interesting. And if it makes you feel any better, it happens with my kids too. Like if they're separated for a while, the moment one returns back to the mix, it's like, we immediately have to fight because we haven't fought in enough days. Yeah. Like, it's like they keep their quota up. And I'm yeah. like, but they have to condense it. Like, the four days has to be done in, like, five <laughs> oh, hours. Yeah. And so, the like, and the girls weren't necessarily fighting with each other. It was Chris and the girls. Mm. And then Jackson was just so, like, stressed. He could not it. handle yeah. them being back. He was so excited for them being back that he was a jerk. And so, it was, like, between getting hit. I mean, I got a headache from him hitting me in the face so hard. Oh, my gosh. Because I was trying to prevent him from hitting, throwing things at the girls. And then Chris couldn't handle him because Chris was already on the level. So, like, so everyone was dysregulated, and the, but possibly me. But I was dysregulated because everyone else was dysregulated. Yeah. But it was just like, remind me not to travel. Yeah. It's, so uh, it was like, I mean, we're going to travel because that's what we're going to do. Yeah. we got to work through it. But it was just, it was hard. I can imagine. So Ugh. then Thanksgiving was kind of like. I'm so thankful you're my kids. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. And yeah, it was, it was, it was not, it was anticlimactic because no one could handle anything. Oh. So we didn't decorate it. Like normally we like, we got, we put the candles out and we sat next to the fire because we were at the mountain house and I made all the food and that was it. Like it was not like a, and then we went on a hike. What it helped was that we went on a hike to family. And Sonny was like, I'm going to stay here. And I was like, can I stay here with you guys? No. Um, we went on a hike in the rain and saw the waterfall, and that was nice. good. And so we had some – there was moments of like, oh, we do love each other. But for like 48 hours, it was like rough. Yeah. And then we – I mean, we're now back into a good spot, maybe. I don't know. Last night I was like, why am I a parent? I don't want to be a parent. This I, yeah, that's a daily so. question. But it's also because Zandy is going to school the next day, and it's just uh, – so happy Thanksgiving, everyone. <laughs> yeah, post-Thanksgiving. Hope your Thanksgiving was full of gratefulness and not being hit in the head by your four-year-old son to give you a headache. That's, that's, what, that's, that's a good thing that's to think That's what for. I got out of Thanksgiving. <laughs> okay, thank you uh, again to Devin for the space. Atlas Oceanic Sound and Picture. 
It's wonderful. And thank you again to my husband, Bobby Dragulescu, for setting everything up. And of course, always thank you to, you know, Chris Crouch, who allows you to come and do all this craziness with me whenever I'm like, we should just do this. And he, he's like, all right. And then he's usually like, oh, that was Heather's idea. I'm like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> They're driving off a cliff like Thelma and Louise. Must be Heather's idea. <laughs> all right. Thank you, everyone. Well, Thanks, guys. Happy things. Well, this is post-Thanksgiving. It is. So happy post-Thanksgiving. Happy post-Thanksgiving. The Mother Effin' Podcast is hosted and produced by Patty Crouch and Heather Dragulescu. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to visit us online at mothereffinpodcast.com. <laughs>